This series, brought to you by Westmeath County Libraries, is also funded by Creative Ireland. Hello, and welcome to In Conversation, a series exploring the world of creativity. I'm Nola Farrell, and today I'm in conversation with award-winning writer Anne Griffin. So I think, you know, Noel, I came very late to the craft of writing in that I didn't start to write until I was uh, 44, uh, 2013. And, but before then, uh, I'd always felt a creativity in me or a restlessness in me that I couldn't quite put my finger on. I didn't come from a creative family or background. I, I came from a family where um, it was the hope of my parents that we'd either work in the bank or the civil service. And um, and that was that was hard. And it's not that I was fighting to get out into something creative, but I just always felt the kind of smothering nature of that. Um, not not realizing that eventually I would actually go into something creative. So I kind of stayed on the edges of of that desire of my parents for us to you know make sure we got into good pensionable employment. Which is fair enough because that was what they they had strived for all their lives. My father had managed it and, and wanted that for us because there was safety in that. And so I, I understood that it came from their heart. Um, but I, I went into book selling, actually. I managed to do a degree. They didn't even really want me to do a degree. Um, but but I, I convinced them of that. And then I um, I went into to book selling, which wasn't exactly the career they were hoping for me because, you know... Um, it's it, it didn't have that that pensionable safety uh, um, ending to it really, um, and um, from the, so I, I was in book selling for eight years, and it was there that my love of writing began. It was there meeting the um, the the booksellers who bought all the fiction in for uh, that for the many many 20 30 big bookcases of Waterstones booksellers in Dublin on Dawson Street which was the most beautiful shop um, I've ever been in it's still there now but it's Tower Records um, and I only walked up the staircase of it the other day and uh, I felt very teary walking up that staircase so many years ago this was where my current career really started and began um, and I do remember one day looking at Daniel Day-Lewis at the top of that staircase. I was standing at the catch register at the bottom looking at Daniel Day-Lewis who's just Imagine. ridden into town on his motorbike. So standing okay. in his leathers at the top okay. of the Dawson Street Waterstones book, Lovely uh, bookshop. Oh, my goodness. It mm. was it was quite amazing. Um, and, um, yeah, so, so it was there. Um, I'd gone in. I had done a degree in history. So... Um, I was in there and my main job was buying for non-fiction um, subjects such as history and philosophy and all of these um, very worthy subjects and subjects I loved. Um, but it was the fiction buyers that I hung out with and they were constantly coming up and saying, Anne, have you read this book? You really have to read this author. And that's where it all began for me. As a child, I would have read Ina Blyton and all of those kind of things. And my dad did bring us to the library and... They, they my parents very supportive of, of, of reading, but they weren't readers themselves. We didn't have we didn't have a um, a family home which had lo- bookshelves in it really. Um, so so this world that these other fiction buyers, some who would go on to be famous writers themselves, such as John Boyne, 
um, they they opened up this world for me that um, I fell head over heels in love with. And I used to look at some of these, you know, co-workers like John, who would um, who went on to to write the boy in striped pajamas, which was a worldwide bestseller. And I remember I actually employed him in Waterstones. I was a manager at that point, and um, he would get up at five o'clock in the morning. And he'd write for two hours before he'd come in to Waterstones. And then he'd go home and write more. And I used to think, well, these people are amazing. There were uh, other people I worked with, Audrey McGee, who was um, just long listed for the Booker. Um, Sarah Webb, who was a wonderful children's writer. Paul Murray was just after my time. But again, he wrote Skippy Dies, which was a huge bestseller. Um, there was something about that particular time in Waterstones um, that there was just this wonderful creativity there. And I used to think, aren't these people just amazing? Isn't this amazing what they what they do? And I was so drawn to them, not realizing that they were speaking to something hidden within me. Mm. And... I eventually left Waterstones Booksellers and I went on to work um, as a community worker. And I went back to college, trained as a community development worker um, in Minis and then um, and and then worked as a community worker uh, with asylum seekers and refugees and, and with the traveller community and with other communities marginalised through, for whatever means. Um, and whilst I really found those times they were difficult but my heart was there my heart was with them and were you writing at this time? no or not? Okay. I still wasn't okay. writing and somehow I felt I had moved slightly away from myself even though I felt that what I was doing was good and I was mm. proud of myself um, and indeed I continued to work within the charity sector for about 20 years um, I I. St- I felt I was missing something and I could not put my finger on it but I knew I knew I was missing the people who'd be sh- who'd be introducing me to all these wonderful new authors and every now and again I'd go back and I'd meet them and every time we'd meet up for a drink or whatever it was something like I I I'd, was there a feeling of home when you were with them or, it or, is or that, a, a, a camaraderie a camaraderie or a bela- a, yes a absolutely yeah. All of that, Noel. Yeah, definitely. When you, a when you met them, as, as you were. Yeah. yeah. It was like, uh, you know, that I'd found my tribe. Yeah. But I didn't realize they were my tribe. I just, you know, as I kept going through life, um, I'd, I would just miss them. Um, but I could never, I never understood that these were actually the people I was supposed to be with. Um, so I... I was I in in my charity work I ended up um actually specializing within financial management within the charity work. So in a way I was fulfilling what my parents had wanted for me although I was working in Tick charity box. ticking yeah. box. Yeah. So and they and, and my parents were quite proud of me mm. and and um I had done well but something inside was dying. No. The 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 counting of money which yes you know, we need people to count the money in life. We do mm. need that. Mm-hmm. But I was realizing this isn't answering whatever this need in me, whatever this desire is in me. Um, I felt little that I was getting lost. And I remember in one of these going back and having a conversation with the booksellers. It was it was John again. I was chatting to John 
and I was saying there's something not right I don't know what's going wrong so I was uh, I was, I was, I was 43, 44 and he said Anne I don't know why you just have never written and he said because you've read good writers all your life you know in the last 20 odd years that we've known each other you read good writers you know what it is why don't you just write he said I mean he said like just maybe the writing might help you work through whatever it is you're going through and I thought okay I'll do it I mean why not why not just why not just start and just see if it's going to help me um, figure out my next path because it was a crossroads I knew I had to do something um, and um, and I started um, I had a wonderful opportunity um, I, I left my job and I had a wonderful opportunity of going to live on Cape Clear Island which is a beautiful island of Cork for three or four months and I said right what better place in the world to start writing than looking out mm. at the Atlantic? Mm. And I, that's what I did. 2013, it was like the 1st of September. My, was my that son, a plan? Did you decide? I decided, going, yeah, after that conversation with John, I thought, because oh, I knew at that point that there was this possibility of me being able to go to Cape, Cape Clear for a little while. Um, and I knew I had to change what I was doing, my work. I knew it had to change. Now, very kindly, the work allowed me work online for the time I was in Cape. So I hadn't actually given up my job as such. Um, but I thought, you know, if I'm going to be there, have this wonderful chance of, of just exposure to the Atlantic and to the cliffs and to the sea, you know, why not just, why not just start then? And I did that literally after my son. I dropped him to school on that first day. I nearly ran from the school all the way back around to the house I was living in at the time and I opened up the computer and I started writing and I for the four, four months I was there I wrote um, 70,000 words of a novel because I thought Flip it I just want to see you know can I actually can I actually do that big long stretch of 70,000 words now I hadn't written a short story or anything in my life like I'd never you know, when I think back and at did it anybody, now... Did anybody guide you or advise you what, what way mm, to do this? Open, no, up, open up the, the blank word processing page and off you go. What do you, <laughs> like, like did, did you have an idea of a story, no, really, or anything? Nothing. 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 nothing Just nothing, off nothing. you went. And you said, off I'm, I went. Okay. okay and it was like floodgates had <laughs> opened. Honestly, it really, really was. It was like as if really. it was, you know, I kind of finally understood... This is what's been burning inside All me right. for 44 years. The process of writing or the actual telling of the story? I mean, that, that's, a, that's interesting. Or, or is it a combination of the two? I think it's two? a combombination okay, of the okay. two, Noel. I right. think it, yeah, I think it but is. But 70,000 words straight in there. Yeah, you're, you're for, I know. I mean, when I think back on it now, like if, if, if somebody new to writing came to me and said, how, how would you start? I wouldn't say to them, get yourself to an island, open <laughs> up the computer and write 70,000 words. That's not what I'd be All saying right. to them. I'd be saying start with short stories. We'll come to what you, what you, what you tell people <laughs> at, the, at the end. Go through the end of this story. I'm, I'm on Click Cape Clear here with you right now. And there's 70,000 70, words, on, words on, for on, on a... 70,000 words, four months. Yeah, so nobody knew I was writing. I hadn't okay. told my husband. I hadn't told my okay. son. I told no one okay. that I was writing. I didn't even tell John that I was writing until I'd finished the 70,000 words. So I told nobody. So I'd, I'd not looked for guidance. Um, I had just said, I'm going to do this. 
And I think it's a bit like, you know, the way sometimes you need to rush something or else you think it's going to fall away from you, that you're not going to do it at all mm. kind of thing. Mm. And I thought, I'm just going to, I want to see, can I do this? Um, and I did and got the 70,000 words and, co- and, 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 and the story came. It came, you know. Um, I s- Quick question. How far into the 70,000 words did the story come or did or did it? Did that happen fairly early on? And that's um, just... I think, um, I mean, with the way I write anyway, I pretty much still write in the same way, which okay. is I start something with an idea or a name. So how I started that book was I literally just took only the two pre, like two days prior to starting it, myself, and like I'd arrived on the island. So I just took that image of somebody just coming to an island. You know, okay. and that was it. And I had had this man, can't even remember what his name was, sitting I- into the boat, into the ferry. And that was it. And it went from there. And I let my creative mind pretty much take me. Um, and and that's how I still work today. A lot of the time, as I say, I could start with something. I could start with uh, like I'm on to beginning to write. I mean, when I say beginning to write my fourth book, I mean thinking about writing my fourth book. Um, and, you know, a, a character is just somewhere. I don't know what his name is yet, but he's there and he's got a dog. And I'm not sure why he's there, but I'm going to find out. And so for me, I actually really like that creative process in that way, that kind of... Character reveals itself to you? As the you character go, does reveal it itself, it. yeah. And it's a bit like, um, I think... Oh, sorry. It was a bit like... Um, George R. R. Martin who wrote The Game of Thrones I think he characterised writers as architects and gardeners so architects pretty much have it figured out beforehand and I know Kit Duval who who wrote My Name is Leon um, she kind of and Emma Donoghue they like to write almost with Excel spreadsheets where they know from scene to scene Mm. so the whole book is literally almost written before they sit down with the Word document. You know, they know exactly what's going to happen. Plot, etc. Et exactly. Okay. I, in my three books, um, two currently published, one one coming in April, um, I have been more of a gardener where I sit down with kind of an, an idea and I begin to write and I see where I get. Now, say for with my second book, which is Listening Still, which is set in an undertaker's in a Midlands town, I realised when I got when I got there that I had to halt it a little bit and go off and research this a bit. So I had to go meet undertakers and that. Okay. So, so I mean, it, it doesn't just come and flow 70,000 words and there you are, it's a wonderful novel. And let me say, that 70,000 words, the very first book, was dreadful. I mean, dreadful, because nobody, not even the greatest writer in the world, is going to sit down and write 70,000 words that are just brilliant. Mm-hmm. I, everything needs editing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, so yeah, that's, that's how I began. I, I, wrote, I wrote my 70,000 words and was so delighted when I finished to the end. And, and then I told John, I said, uh, John, I've written a book. And he said, great, send it to me. And I said, no, <laughs> I'm not sending that to you. Because I knew. I mean, I think I did workshop it in it. And did you get that looked at then at that point? Did no. you, you Did you get... Okay, so that 70,000 words, your, your original, your awakening, if you like. Yes. Wasn't edited or didn't see the light of day? Didn't see the light of day. Well, what I but did... But it changed your life, that particular... Totally changed 70, my life. 70,000 words. Totally changed okay. my life. And interestingly, 
my third book that is coming out in April bears the title that I gave that first book, The Island of Longing. So a bit of it is always with me and always will be with me. Um, So that was really nice um, to do that, to be able to christen my third book. Okay. What did it feel like eventually eventually when you sent something to John? Did I mean... So, uh, yeah, I didn't send anything to John until two years later. Okay, okay, okay. When you were published or not? No. Okay. So what what happened was then I finished that 70,000 words and I said, that's my homework done. There we go. I know I actually have the capacity for this. And so then... So I did workshop a little bit of of the book uh, because I went on to do a course on how to write a novel in the Irish Writers Centre, which I recommend to anybody out there who's beginning to do writing. Have a look at these guys. Great resources. Um, And I workshop a little bit of it. And what I mean by that is you go in, you do a writing course and depending on the writing course in there, this particular one was designed so that people who were in the middle of writing something, a novel or perhaps have just finished it, could bring in parts of their novel for the other students to read it and give feedback for the, the tutor to give feedback. So okay. that's really, really good. And that's Interesting. Yeah. It's really essential in writing that you have a group of trusted people around you that are going to give you feedback and not just tell you you're wonderful but say, you know, this works here, this isn't working so well here, this is why. And so after I'd workshopped the the novel there, or lit, little bits of the novel, um, I, knew, I knew fully then that I didn't want to go working this. I didn't want to go editing it. I didn't want anything to do with it. I wanted to start afresh. I wanted to write another book. At the same time, I had realized that the, na- the, the normal way to uh, to writing a book is people usually dabble with short stories or poetry or something else okay. and don't necessarily jump in the way I did. So I began to write short stories and begin, and I began to look for an idea of a novel, a second novel, which became my debut when all is said. Um, and it was when I had written the draft of that novel when all is said two years later. That's when I sent it to John and felt confident okay. enough to say here you go, have a read. And it was terrifying. It was terrifying. What space between that first 70,000 words and the pres- presentation mm. of that to, to John? What, what, what length of time are we talking about here? Is it a year and a half to okay. two. Okay. Two years. Right. Um, oh, and, and in that you probably learned more, more. I mean, you were on this path, right? Uh, at, yes. At this time. Yes. And I was beginning to understand about the the pathway toward toward becoming a full t- toward becoming a writer really a writer who is getting published okay um, it's very hard to become a full time writer because <laughs> um, there isn't that much money in it surprisingly yeah, yeah I always find that interesting the full I'm a full time writer yeah, yeah a full time writer for now you're a writer. Or not. Either way, I, I, know, it, it, I know. What are you? I, it, yeah, <laughs> the full time thing is going back to your parents. Probably That's very good. Time yeah. when they said, "Okay, we were categorized, or we were expected, or life expected." Of course, you go into a bank manager now and ask for a mortgage and say, well, "And they say, what do you do for a living?" <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a writer. writer. And, uh, <laughs> and there's the door. <laughs> yeah. but, but, but I, I'm curious. And so John gave you. I'm always curious about the mm. actual feedback and the sounding boards okay. and the people who provide the 
You know that time in school when somebody says something that you remember for the rest of your life? I remember being in classrooms where teachers would stand behind people who weren't very good singers who decided that and tip Mm. them on the shoulder and say, you might not Mm. sing that anymore. Mm. And people Mm. still say that to me now at this age. And I, I, I'm almost cry for them. I kind of go, my word, did you not sing because of that one touch on your shoulder? So you, John now mm. has your book in his hands. Yes. And you're about to get feedback. <laughs> yes, and it came through on the email. And um, his, his words were... I don't know if I'm allowed to curse on this. Am I? <laughs> if you feel like cursing, curse. Okay, because these were his exact <laughs> words. It's been great. And he had the thing in capital letters. Okay. And it was. I'll put the beeps in after. Okay, do. Great. Excellent. No. <laughs> um, no. And like, even now in saying that, I got a shiver down my yeah, spine. Okay. It that must have felt that, amazing. Oh, oh I just, it was. Somebody who's, whose opinion you respected, yeah. who you were a colleague of yeah who whose knowledge you yeah. always you learned from yes exactly. and his opinion of your yeah yeah book was effing God. wow great yeah so yeah then so then um so i was still working away in the charity sector and doing accounts and um i i uh, i was thinking i said to him john how do you how do you become how do you become a writer? How do you make money from this? And okay. he's like, mm. <laughs> okay. okay, that's a the whole snag. different. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And he's like, you, you can't really unless you, well, you can. I mean, you can, you can get short stories published in journals if you're lucky enough. I mean, that sounds like I'm saying that flippantly. Oh, yeah, just go get some yeah. short stories. Yeah. It's very, very hard to okay. get short stories published in journals. Um, so, and if you do, you might get, you know, a couple of hundred euro for it. And that's it. So really, most writers are working at something else whilst writing. Um, And so that's what I continued to do. I suppose I I worked, I I started to work part time whilst writing as much as I I could. Um, The first short story I wrote managed to get shortlisted for the Hennessy um, Irish New Writing Award. And so I thought between John Boyne and me managing to get shortlisted for the Hennessy Award, I must be a genius. I mean, I must be excellent at this. So every short story I wrote thereafter and I'd send off, you know, for competitions or journals, I was expecting them to get published. I was expecting them to win awards and they didn't because you just don't all the time, you know, because there's so many people out there who are really good writers um, uh, who are who are who you're up against, and and very often sometimes what you write isn't that good anyway. You know you're not you're not brilliant. You know, consistently you, you might you might find a brilliant story and you're able to tell it in a certain way. And sometimes the flow of it is just really good. You know, I've hit some you've hit something here that just feels right. Um, and there are even times when you write a story like that and you might submit it for something, say a journal. There's some great journals out there that I know Irish writers starting off all, always try to get into, like the Stinging Fly or the Dublin Review. And you might think your story is fantastic and the flow might have been wonderful. And But, you know, the thing about any kind of creative um, output is that, you know, it's not for everyone. You know, creativity is very, very subjective. So... Um, 
you know, even even you know, in reading now, I can read some amazing writers, and I know technically technically they're brilliant, and and you know I learn from them, but it hasn't moved my heart. Their story hasn't moved my heart. It's like a song, you know, you know, and 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 that's you have to expect that as a writer not everybody is going to just be moved by what you do and they're going to think yes i can see technically that's very nice or that but but yeah it's still nothing for me really you know but that's the beauty of <coughs> that's the beauty of writing is the, is that is that a quest to get the the bit that moves like in other words yeah. you mentioned songwriting there and and i know in a particular song that i would be working on myself that mm. if i feel it's after making me mm or hitting somewhere yeah and so and people will ask you that question I, I write I'm not a fast writer of music mm. by any means I I, mm. I wait for it to come and then yeah and then if it comes grand let's work through this but um it has to make me feel a certain way and my my insights yes. have to respond uh, well, uh, not my head my, in, my, exactly. my heart has to has respond to so is that is that a quest for you? Will you know that when you're writing uh, and you get to a point where, where where you kind of well that has just moved me there, or I'm now in invo- so involved in this character that I'm not even going to sleep for the next two days? But but yeah. um, it, it's not that you you then I'm asking are you that you then reach a seam like mining that you're going to this is it now yeah we're here yeah but 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 is it a in, my my question is really is it is it through your heart rather than cerebrally is it in other words do mm. you do you think it or do you feel it or or does is that a stupid question no it's it's a brilliant question it's really a hard question to answer as well but for me any story you know i have to feel it in my in my heart i have to feel the moment landing beautifully in that space of of human vulnerability for me a lot of what I write is about our vulnerabilities as human beings and um, I don't write you know I'm not a crime novelist it's not about murder it's not about (laughs) any of that kind of stuff I'm not even you know I don't necessarily want a big surprise even though sometimes I do do that in certainly in my second novel but but it's about just having a look at the opening up the the human the human soul the human heart and showing how we are so flawed and a part of me wants to fall in love with the flaws of my character fragile fragile exactly and that's what i that's what i try to write about Mm. um it's always very hard you know sorry so your fiction fiction is driving this is the way i sense this yeah is that fiction Mm -hmm. uh the story in inverted commas drives the truth behind the story and that the truth is unquestionable because it is the truth and I love that, that, that yes. is, even though the, the, it could be the most mystical story in the world could be full of nonsense yeah. <laughs> but, that, but that, that truth and mm-hmm. that, that human connection is the depth of absolutely yeah, where the book yeah. lives yeah, and that's, I like that. yeah and I respond to books that speak that way to me you know, one of the you you touched on it there a second ago, and I and and it's an important question, especially to somebody listening to this who might have a desire, that desire to 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 follow your path, that desire to to put those mm. seventy thousand words down, that desire to get into a 
uh, an amazing world of creativity and and mm. joy and dreams and and everything uh, without it being a full time uh, role, <laughs> which is which 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 is when the dreams sometimes turn <laughs> are a little bit askew. But but to that person who's listening to 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 this, um, what what would you say? What would you say to them? How would you guide them? Just k- keep well, keep writing. Keep writing. Don't give up. Get yourself into a pattern of writing um, and find a group of people around you who will give you good feedback. Um, read, read extensively because there's no point in wanting to be a writer without being a reader as well, because that's where you learn the craft. Go to places like the Irish Writers' Centre or go to the local library and find out um, are there creative writing courses going on? Is there a writing group associated with the library or with the the Writers' Centre in Dublin that you could maybe join? Because writing is all about rewriting. You, As I said before, you don't just write something perfectly. And... You, a story might seem particularly seem clear as day. The the storyline, the plot is clear to you, but to a reader, it might be very confused. And you need somebody to be able to say, "You need to shift this about a bit. You need to work on your story." Okay. So, make sure you have a group of people around you that are writers, and who will help you hone your craft. The editing process is extremely important, of course. Yes. Yes. Um, and. Everybody has to have a sounding board or somebody mm. there to to say, well, maybe you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, and learning how to use that X uh, yes. red, red marker exactly. Um, and I, I I'm fascinated by it. rewriting is a, is a lovely way of of mm. putting that. Um, we live in a world of self publishing now, yes, um, which which is is now the same as radio work. It's like. Mm everybody can podcast or everybody yes. can do certain things um but but the editing pen is not there uh, and and i i always yeah. this always fascinates me and um i don't know who the character was once upon a time that said 99 uh, percent of people have a podcast in them and <laughs> most of the time that's where it should stay <laughs> no, no and yet at the same time yet at the same time i'm telling you that story I, 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 my favorite companions in this world are dreamers, and I love what dreamers do, and I love the reason they're here. Yeah. Um, and, but I also understand that that, like podcasting, if you play guitar or something like that, learn how to tune the guitar first before, because <laughs> even though it will be good, and and you know, yes. you will get immensely more joy and pleasure from this if, if you l- learn the tuning process. That's such a brilliant way to put it. And, 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 and I, I would suspect that, that writing, when you've learned what you're doing, mm. why you're doing it, what, what fits. Mm. Um, is there any such place for people like that who would, let's say, for example, let's go back to the, I have a book in me or yes. they have a book in them. Do, <laughs> can they go to anybody and, and say, would you proofread this yes. or would you? It, can they? Oh, yes. There are a lot of proofreaders out there oh, who, are who work and that is specifically what they do. Okay. They work with people who want to self-publish okay. um, and, and they give very, very good feedback. Um, as far as I know from those people who I know who have self-published, they, they're very happy with them. I don't know if they give 
and I, I possibly am not the best person to answer this and and I'm sh- th- there might be some self-published people out there who can who can answer this better um but I know one of the things that I really need when I am doing uh, when my books are coming toward the end and my editors are reading them you know we do a huge amount of structural edits and structural edits mean you could almost be moving one whole piece of your book from that place over there right back to the beginning so therefore your whole book has to pretty much be rewritten so they do huge structural edits that's the very how first thing how do you feel when that's happening oh like it's the worst <laughs> it is the worst because it's the most it's the hardest edits um in in publishing uh with publishing houses you have um you have three three different sections of editing you've got structural edits line edits and copy edits copy edits are great when you get to the copy edits they're lovely it's just where you're you're looking at little errors that have you know popped up which do in writing um but the structural edits are really difficult and they're as hard to do um perhaps even harder because you're having to change something that you create and you're not always sure sure that you want to do it so very often there's a give and take with your editor where you're saying I'm not sure I want to change that. And they'll say, OK, let's talk about it. Let's have a discussion about it, because very often you might find a different way through. They might say, OK, well, what is it about that particular piece that is working for you? Let's see if we can keep that and make it work even better. So I, you know, I have found working with professional ed- editors within a publishing house, the editors who have actually found your book and want to buy it are as passionate about your book as you are like they've gone out and searched through you know hundreds of text manuscripts that get sent into them and for some reason they choose your book and so they are as dedicated to it as you are and so they want it to be as good as it possibly can be because they have taken a punt on you. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, but but yes. So for self-published people, you are going <laughs> to get proofreaders out there who are certainly going to be able to do line edits, making your making your sentences look good. Look, you know, working with you around making your sentences as good as they mm. possibly can be. How much around structurally changing your book? I don't know. And as I say, that's possibly for somebody who's self-published to be okay. able to come here and okay. answer that question okay uh, interesting mm, mm. we're coming towards the end of this conversation uh, and <laughs> i could stay here all day we, no can we just I, go I, on i could <laughs> stay here all, all day equally uh, and, and it fascinates me to to hear um people's journeys and, and how mm. they they came upon the journey and and, and we don't have enough time to tell that journey of course mm. but you, we, you've given us a good essence of of it and what, what you certainly have done is is uh allowed somebody who's listening to this to to if they want if they're making that decision and I, it's probably not a decision it's just a feeling that, exactly. that you can't decide yeah <laughs> yeah somebody, something inside something inside <laughs> something inside that has to that has to make its way uh, out yeah you would encourage anybody <gasps> to try and do it I mean, creativity itself how healing is it really is it just um it brings such brightness and light to my world um, and when I'm caught in that moment of flow you know and it doesn't happen every day it certainly doesn't happen every day but when I am caught in that moment of flow or when I'm sitting here talking to somebody like you a fellow creator I just feel like this is what I was born to do mm. you know so it's beautiful it's a beautiful 
I'm very, very lucky. It's been lovely talking to you. Thanks for joining us. Uh, I'll give uh, the listeners the information to where they can find you on on your website, on the top and tail of this. But for now, and I hope we do talk again, and thank you for coming in and sharing that with us. It's been an absolute pleasure, Noel. Thank you so much. You can find out more about Anne's work on her website, anngriffinwriter.com. The In Conversation series is brought to you by Westmeath County Libraries.